Hi, I'm Doug Weiss. And I'm Alvian Lyons. This is Love Life. Alvian, we have a very serious topic to take on today, and I don't mean to start this out on a low note, but uh, on a serious note. Um, our, our topic is about sickness and in health. You know, we take those vows um, mm -hmm. as part of our marriage ceremony that we will be there for each other in sickness and in health. Mm -hmm. But in that wonderful moment when we're looking in the face of the person we love, we're not really thinking very clearly about what that really means. commitment means. Right. And sooner or later, you know, we're going to be called on it. Um, it may be, hopefully, uh, for a long time, nothing more serious than as it was the other day for me when Peggy said, you know, having come down with a sinus infection, sweetheart, um, <laughs> I need some chicken soup. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, we don't, I made a big pot of chicken soup. Um, not a big uh, requirement. Right. But there are other times in our lives when we are called on to do uh, much more than that. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that you have been through that, not so much with Matt, but with your son. Absolutely. And um, I lost a wife to leukemia and was her caregiver for many years. Mm -hmm. So I think we've both had the personal experience of what it means to be with someone who is seriously ill. Mm -hmm. And when it's your significant other, your spouse, the person you're in a loving relationship with, uh, it changes the character of your relationship. It can, in a positive sense, deepen it. Absolutely. Uh, but let's be honest, it's not, um, it's not easy. And it can be the end of a relationship also. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine you've probably been around this counseled on this subject what are your thoughts? Well, what's interesting is I have actually been on the other side of it myself, as mm. in I have not had to care for Matthew while he has been um, ill. I'm very fortunate. He is strong as an ox, uh, super, super healthy individual. Thank God for that. Um, I, on the other hand, had chronic anemia for mm. years and um, as a byproduct of some feminine related issues and uh, not being able to get a handle on that. And so the blood loss from those really made the anemia significantly worse. So I had to do iron infusions and the fatigue was significant. And it really does take a toll on you. And, and it has the potential to affect the relationship. And to your point, in terms of the fact that we're all at some point or another going to be called on that, um, there you do find out what your relationship is made of when all of the things that might have been true when you first got together for reasons beyond your control may not be true right now in your relationship. And you don't always know when there's going, when and if it's going to be better and what it's going to require for it to be better. And I remember the kind of guilt I would feel about being exhausted. And Matt is naturally very social, not that I'm not, but um, because I do people for a living, I tend to enjoy my quiet time when I get home. Matt does technology for a living, so he really enjoys being social when mm -hmm. he gets off of that. And so sometimes I 
you know, already feeling tired, look, you would look forward to just having quiet time at home, not having to do anything. And he would be ready to, to kind of ramp it up. And I would feel guilty about the fact that I was too tired to go hmm. sometimes and used to quietly be concerned. I won't go so far as to say worry, but quietly be concerned that if this doesn't get better, what will this mean for our relationship? If the things we've enjoyed most together, I can't really participate in on the same level. So it really, sickness has a way of really kind of taking us to the crossroads inside of our relationship and begging the question, who are you going to choose to be? And every relationship comes to a place where it has to answer that question. Who will you be? Is it just love when it all works or is it love even when it doesn't? Mm-hmm. You know, I was struck by the fact that when my late wife was diagnosed and uh, initially with a precursor to leukemia, but we knew that that was inevitable mm-hmm. and it was a question of how soon mm-hmm. will that occur? Is it weeks or is it months? Mm-hmm. Um, as people learned of this, and for a long time, Susan didn't want to talk about it to anybody. Um, but when it became known, uh, a lot of people said to me, and, and said to me over the years, um, that they were surprised um, at the fact that I made the the business of my life taking care of Susan. Mm. I mean, quite literally put that first. And my reaction was, really? You're surprised by that? Why should that be? Why should anyone be surprised that someone who loves another person puts their welfare first? There wasn't anything in my mind that was particularly noble about it. Mm. And in fact, um, I've had, I think I may have said this before in one of our episodes, but when it first happened, um, we were not together. We were kind of on a pause in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of, of having to step in wasn't one that I relished. In fact, and I admit this openly, I prayed about it, I thought about it, and, you know, kind of said, I, you know, I hope I don't have to do this. Mm. I don't want to have to do this. But I got a pretty clear message that I did, that this was my responsibility to take on. And I learned only years later that uh, from a very close friend of Susan's um, that one of the reasons she reached out to me when she learned that she was terminally ill was that she knew I had the will to help her. Mm. Um, She knew something that I didn't know. Know about yourself. Yeah. I didn't know that I had the will to do that. In fact, uh, if I had known what I was up against seven years of of caring for her, um, I don't know how I would have dealt with it. Um, But you put one foot in front of the other, you know, sort of accepting and in the beginning, it was all about, you know, can we cure her? And we thought we had, by the way, mm. um, you know, after two years of an unbelievable, horrific treatment. 
um, we, we thought she had reached that point where she was uh, healthy and didn't, didn't see coming the return uh, of the disease, which ultimately uh, cost her life. Uh, but throughout all of that, uh, there was a process of, of uh, learning at each step what was required. And, uh, I, you know, I have to say, not in a, in a noble sense, but that uh, I found uh, strength in being her surrogate strength. Um, I don't know if that's true for everybody. I it's can't. Not. I can't. Uh, I, I, I can't have an experience of one here, so I can't really, <laughs> you know, extrapolate from that whether this is true for other people. But I do know that it, you know we are capable of doing things that we don't truly know how we will handle until we get there. But I think that the the reaction that you got from peers, associates, and the like, um, who were very impressed by your commitment to Susan is not at all an unusual reaction. And it's not unusual because sickness there, I, I almost feel like the reason that it was written in the vows is because here's one of the things that could potentially tear your marriage apart. Mm. And do you love this person enough to do this thing that is going to run against everything that will come natural to your flesh? The flesh is not designed to want undue pressure, pain, suffering, selflessness. It's not designed that way. It's designed for pleasure and happiness and joy and ease and comfort. So marriage is about being able to love in spite of all of those things, being committed in spite of all of those things. And not everybody can do it, which is why marriages don't last, per se. Mm. And Unfortunately, and I, I don't make this a generalization where gender is concerned, but I will say to you that I have worked with several clients who have had chronic illnesses and many affairs began inside of relationships in their marriages when they were ill and their husbands did not know how to respond mm -hmm to that illness and was looking for the same kind of companionship they once had with their spouse that they couldn't have with their spouse. They looked for that outside of the relationship. And the women, unfortunately, came to know that that was a reality and felt guilty that it was their fault that their marriages were no longer truly a commitment of one-on-one -on -one because they somehow had a breach of contract by getting sick inside of the marriage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have a, we have a celebrity example of that when, um, Cheryl Crow yep. was married. Mm -hmm. Um, and what was his name? I was so disappointed oh, in him. Oh my goodness. Uh, I can uh, see I, his I, face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Strong. drawing a blank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it'll yeah. come to us. Forgive mm -hmm. us for that. But I was, I was so disappointed that when, after she had been there for him, when she got cancer, he left her. So it's, there's something about what that calls on, on the inside of us, that character seems to be very defining of whether or not you can handle it. Yeah. And what you did, Douglas, showed, despite the pain and the difficulty and the struggle that may have come with that, it showed character. Yeah. Well, be that as it may, I, I, I do want to say that um, uh, when you go through this kind of experience together, 
and um, Susan was treated out in Seattle um, at a wonderful uh, uh, Fred Hutchison Center in the Seattle Cancer Care Alliance. Um, an extraordinary quality of treatment out there, but but you get to know the other families that are going through what you go through. You see them in the hospital. You see them in the clinics and the follow-up to that. You go through classes before, you know, beforehand and after and everything from food safety to how to you know, administer medications. Because when you're a caregiver, you are, you know, the first line of defense. Right. Um, and you get to know them. And we got to know a number of people quite well, one couple in particular. Um, and it did not matter whether it was the husband or the wife that was the caregiver. I found, uh, you know, that quality of commitment um, the same. The, the quality was the same. Um, so I was then and am still very shocked and surprised when people seem to feel that it's the abnormal thing right. for one party in a relationship to stay committed to the other um, in, in serious illness, especially when it, when you know going in that you're dealing with something where the odds are, you know, the second, Susan right. went through three transplants. The second one, which was the one that bought her some years, um, she literally, the doctor said quite, and I'm quoting here, there's a 5% chance this is going to work. Wow. You know, so when you're facing those kinds of unbelievable um, uh, odds, uh, something has to carry you through that. And your commitment, I think, to each other is part of that. Mm-hmm. I uh, would agree with you completely. And it's Lance Armstrong that we were looking for right. in terms of the name. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, there's, there's, there's so much to be said for the realities that come with it. No one in any form or fashion is suggesting that it is not an incredibly large bucket to carry and carrying it on your own is a very intense process but i will say for those who go through it those who commit to it i have never met anyone who has regretted having been there for their partner and many of which i know some wonderfully and wildly successful people that it is actually the thing they are most proud of in their life who they were able to be to someone that they loved who desperately needed them and it meant the selfless choice of committing hmm. to this to this way of loving to I, love I, through service yeah. i think you nailed it i think you nailed it i think that is when we have the opportunity to be our best selves mm-hmm. that's another wow. episode of love life Yep, in um, sickness and in health. In sickness and in health. We know this will happen um, in, in our lives, but and we hope when or if it does for you that perhaps this mm-hmm. this episode is a, some some help to you. Yes. We'll be back next week with another episode, mm-hmm. hopefully on a somewhat lighter topic. <laughs> uh, we but this is life. We want to thank Kamaria, our producer. We want to thank... Todd, our recording engineer, mm-hmm. and you, our listeners. And if you'd like to write to us and comment on this show or offer a thought about another, please do so. Uh, you can reach me at Doug at lovelife.digital or, or Alvian at lovelife.digital.